Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Hey, Judy. How are things going in your world today? Miss Kimberly, my world has a shining light on it from above. Amen. You know Amen. I just have to tell you, do you just give thanks every day as I do? God, I am so grateful that you guide my path. I can't imagine my days if I weren't guided by the one and only maker. So I would just say that's sort of my answer every day is he is behind me and before me. So I'm I'm amazingly great. Yes. Yes, and I think the same thing, Judy, and it's, it's interesting that you talked about him being the light, because otherwise, I remember what it was like to stumble around in the dark without him, and, yeah, and I, I know, and banged a few, you know, toes, and, and you Woo! know, it's just like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore, so I always want to walk in the light of, of the Lord. Well, sister, would you like to open us up in a word of prayer and get us, get us going Uh-oh. today? My privilege. It might last an hour, but here we go. I, we adore you, Jesus the Christ, God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Jesus, our Savior, who came that we might have life. And Holy Spirit, who fills us, who directs us, who gives us peace, who nudges us when we are off that path of life. We are so grateful. You are a God of steadfast love and mercy, full of grace. May our may Kim and I and our listeners today embrace your grace, embrace your goodness, step into that light, make sure we are walking in your light. And if there's anyone listening to this call today and they're feeling like they're surrounded by darkness, I pray in the name and the power of Jesus the Christ right now that you bring in one of my sisters and brothers to call them, nudge them, email them, text them, how you doing, and your word get poured into their hearts this day. Be with Kim and I. We want only to speak your word, your truth, your way. So if there's anything we have in mind that is not your plan, direct our speech. For we ask it in the name and the power of Jesus, the only Savior and Lord, for your glory, for thy name's sake. Amen. Amen. I love that prayer. Thank you so much, sister, for ushering in the Holy Spirit. And I just want to just briefly cover the things that we've been talking about really for the last several weeks. We've been talking about the Take Back Your Temple Arise process, which is our weight loss process. And the words arise, the A-R-I-S-E stand for specific steps in the process. So we've been talking about anchor yourself in God. We started out with that. R, renew your mind. And now we are on the I, which is invest 
and slimming foods that satisfy you. And what we're challenging you to do is to see the foods that you eat as an investment, something that is meant to add value to you in taking care of your temple. And I want to introduce a focus scripture today, and it's Genesis chapter 9, verse 3. And this is one that's not often covered or talked about because we, a lot of times we focus on Genesis 129 about how God told man from the very beginning about plant-based foods because that was one of the first things that God said that man was supposed to eat. Well, after the flood, God gave man another instruction as to the foods that he could eat, and that was Genesis chapter 9, verse 3. And this is where God said, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. So today what we're really going to talk about in terms of investing in slimming foods that satisfy you, we've been talking about last, last time, we talked about healthy carbohydrates, and now we're talking about positively protein. Yay, protein, 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 protein. And I know that my sister has a lot of great ideas about protein and the things that we can do to boost our protein. But one of the main things that we're going to be talking about is your metabolism. And a lot of times people say, oh, it's my I have a slow metabolism. But really, Judy, I think about my metabolism being in my muscles. You know, one of the things, and I'm not sure if you have other statistics about that, but I found out that each pound of muscle burns 40 calories a day just to stay alive, while a pound of fat burns only three calories. So I always think about the muscles as being like the hardworking laborers of our bodies and the fat as the freeloaders. Do you have any thoughts about that, sister? Well, I have known forever, I call it uh, your muscle is your engine, but I don't know that I ever knew those specific calories, so that makes a ton of sense, and you just look at the numbers and you go, hmm, like I really encourage our listeners to go back and listen to the call that we had about body fat percentage and where you determine how much muscle, muscle organs, body fluids called lean weight to fat. So, but I've never heard those statistics, 40 for muscle, three for fat. Hmm. Let me think, mm -hmm. what is it that I'd rather have? So absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And we want to, and actually when we eat protein, that helps to support. And that's why I brought those statistics up because when we ingest protein, it helps to support our muscle growth and repair. So we want as many free, uh, not freeloaders. No, I don't want freeloaders on my body. I want hardworking laborers <laughs> on my body. I want as as much muscle as I can. Now, I'm not talking about looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody like that, but I do want muscle on my body to help me to burn as much fat as I possibly can to stay strong, to keep my body shapely, to remain functional, especially as as our age and one thing just based on those statistics is that our muscles help us to burn extra fat even while we're resting because remember each pound of muscle burns 40 calories versus only three for fat so you want to be sure that your body composition is positively protein muscle side versus the excess fat side 
And one other thing that I learned, too, in, in my investigation and actually during my own walk with weight loss is that eating lean protein reduces the appetite. So for me, I typically, for breakfast, I try to shift my intake more toward protein because I found that if I eat a higher protein breakfast, such as an omelet or eggs with lots of vegetables in it, I'm usually satisfied until lunch. So eating lean protein can also reduce your appetite and also which ends up lowering your overall calorie intake for the day. So really a lot of benefits to eating protein. That's why I call this positively protein because I think that gives you a good advantage to weight loss and fat loss really on your body. So I'm going to just tell Judy, and Judy and I are actually going to briefly discuss some examples of lean protein because personally I like to favor the plant-based. You've got the plant-based protein, and then you've got animal-based protein. So from my perspective, and I know Judy's going to chime in here with some of her thoughts on plant-based proteins, but I always think about this for me, and I call these my weight loss superheroes because they all rhyme, and it's beans, greens, and lean protein. But for plant-based protein, we have beans, peas, and lentils are really the ones that I, and I have a variety of beans that I like from great northern beans to pinto beans, chick, well, peas, chickpeas, kidney beans, white kidney beans, red kidney beans, so many varieties of beans and peas and lentils. You could do so much with those things. So those are my favorite plant-based proteins. Judy, what are your thoughts? What, what, um, what are your, some of your favorite plant-based proteins that you like to eat? Well, let me just come clean um, to the world and say I am a cheapskate. So <laughs> I don't buy a lot of meat. Um, I'm also a meat failure. So, like, don't ask me to make you a nice steak because I'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. So I really am primarily uh, a vegetarian, though it's not sort of a legalistic dictate. It's just sort of a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so um, I was intrigued as as I knew we were going to talk about proteins, and I just needed a nudge in my old brain about, okay, what are the sort of the top list of those uh, plants that have a lot of protein per calorie? And I'm sure this isn't necessarily in any kind of an order, but the article that I read listed as number one watercress. And for those who don't know, watercress is just a grain. It's in the same plant grouping as Brussels sprouts and kale and all that. But it looks more like a um, like parsley or something. But it's really yummy and it's fabulous to add to your salad. So one of the things I can get on my high horse about, and I don't want to go down this long, winding detour road, but like if you are listening to Kim and I and really trying to sort of change some of your food choices uh, relative to uh, some of the support you're getting here, please don't ever tell us you're eating an iceberg lettuce salad. Oh, don't let me know that. Because talk about like a bowl of nothing. Whereas if you have spinach, and listen to this list of things that are high in protein, watercress, and envision this all being dumped into your salad bowl at night, right? Watercress, alfalfa sprout, spinach, bok choy, asparagus, mustard greens, 
collards, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts. Now, mm. some people have an issue with greens. I'd like to do a whole podcast on greens, Miss Kimberly, because greens, which watercress is, is part of that genre, are just, talk about power-packed superfoods. So not a surprise, mustard greens and collards are on that list of power packed with protein. But if, if you wouldn't mind, I would like to jump back a step and interject a comment. May I do that? Yes, of course. You rightly spoke about uh, your metabolism is in your muscles, that the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn. And so I just want to make two challenges to our listening audience, especially women, certainly not exclusively women, but I think women sometimes fall into the um, risk of falling into this thinking. And, and my challenge is build muscle and use muscle. Muscle is your engine. And I don't care if you're 20 or 120 you can still build, maintain, sustain your muscle mass, good muscle mass. Like we, what Kim and I want you to be strong. So many people think about, oh, I need to lose weight. I want you to think about, I want to be strong. And so to be strong, to build that engine of yours, you've got to do resistance training. And that's anything from literally getting on a fitness ball and doing your abdominal crunches to walking with dumbbells, which leads me to the second comment, and that is use your muscles. You can go for a walk or you can go for a walk with one pound dumbbells in each hand. You are now with the mini dumbbells using your upper body. Build your muscle, use your muscle. I just had to interject that. Okay. Oh, back, to, you back to the vegetables, the plant, <laughs> plant sources of protein. You know, sorry, I had to take a detour. Yeah. Well, we, we want to be sure that we're, we're, we're giving our bodies the building blocks they need to be strong. So I think that's, yes. that's perfectly in line with what we're talking about here because our bodies are only going to be as strong as the building materials that we use for them. So exactly. that's exactly what we're going with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have more? Did you have more plant-based um, items that you want to share with us? Or we, we... Well, the only thing I would say is, um, which I sort of alluded to earlier, but that is be creative with your salads. Think of the list I just gave, bok choy, spinach, asparagus, watercress. Again, how many salads are um, iceberg lettuce, a pale tomato, and ranch dressing? Oh. Don't tell me if that if, don't tell me. Do not let me see that. So so be creative. Like think of your salads as a palette and and paint it colorfully. And if there's anybody listening who has kids, get them into the habit of understanding what's watercress, what's spinach, what's the difference between spinach. And I know that's not really the topic at the moment, but I guess the final comment I would make to wrap all that up is that it, it's really difficult to not get enough protein. It's really, really hard. Like 20, 25% of your calories need to come from protein. And if you're eating your plant-based foods that are high in protein, plus 
you have all your dairy, plus you have your beans, plus you have your nuts and seeds. Let's not forget nuts and seeds for great sources of protein. Your animal-based proteins are really sort of an oh, by the way, sort of an icing on the cake. And I'm not saying you have to be vegetarian at all, but I'm simply saying you can be vegetarian and get plenty of protein. You're absolutely right about that as well because, I mean, God has given us so much variety, and we've talked about this over and over again in previous sessions in terms of the food that he provides. And and why not not only provide a feast for your stomach but a feast for your eyes in terms of the colors that you provide um, in the foods that you prepare for yourself too. So a lot of good stuff there. I do want to go ahead and, and move on to the animal base because I think what Judy's saying too is to start considering the animal based protein if you eat if you eat meat or fish or something like that as a condiment and not the main star of the of your plate is what we're saying. Because I do eat meat and I tend to favor that plant based above animal based, but I do eat eat meat, particularly fish. In fact, I've got some um, fish thawing right now. It's a big piece of halibut, which I love. It's so good. But um, we got fish, we got turkey, chicken, eggs, or egg whites. I like to have, like I mentioned earlier, for omelet in the morning, I will have usually one whole egg and two egg whites and then whip that up and then have like a bunch of vegetables and scramble it all together and have some salsa on the side and maybe a bit of hummus. And I love hummus as well with my eggs and some sauce and stuff just to have a little bit of spice too. But there's so many different ways that you can ingest your protein. And that's one thing that I know that is um, interesting about protein is that a certain number of calories that you eat from protein, a certain number of that is actually used to break the protein down. So it's like you might eat, um, and I don't, I cannot remember off the top of my head the percentages. If I think about it, I think it's like 20% of the calories that um, that you get from protein is actually used to break the protein down because your body has to work a little harder to break that animal-based protein down. So you automatically get an advantage from increasing the protein. You always want to be sure also when you eat your protein to drink plenty of water, and that's true really across the board since our bodies are mostly water, but ensure that you drink enough water also. But Judy, what, what's your comment again? Do you have anything um, you want to add concerning um, protein and, and the intake, particularly in its role in weight loss? I would simply recommend this protein at every meal. So let's say, for example, you want to have a bowl of oatmeal. Then sprinkle it with walnuts or almonds. Uh, let's say you want to have pasta for dinner, which I don't think Kim and I either one would necessarily recommend. But let's just say... Oh. You're having that. Uh-huh. Then just make sure that sauce is loaded with vegetables or your or your salad, again, is loaded with vegetables. Or even like what I do in my salads is I'll throw beans. I love chickpeas or kidney beans in my salads or sunflower seeds in my salads. So just think in terms of protein at every meal. And that's a great that's a great suggestion, Judy. And I guess because I it's second nature to me now, I don't even think yeah. about it anymore. It's just it's just right. the way I eat. 
you know, and um, I eat in that balanced way, and, and I do ensure that I have protein at every meal because, it's like I said, it's just like a no-brainer to me now, especially given what I know about the advantages that protein gives us in terms of maintaining a healthy weight and keeping us strong. And this is one thing I want to throw out just to challenge you a little bit more in thinking about the benefits of protein. And this is something I heard many years ago, Judy, that after we reach the age of 35, we tend to lose a half a pound of muscle each year and gain one and a half pounds of fat without strength training in some form. And I know in a future yeah. podcast we're going to be talking about strength, giving, devoting an episode about strength training. But that is one of the reasons why we tend to get um, our metabolism slows as we get older. Plus, while we might try um, on an outfit that we haven't worn for a while and like, well, I know I've been eating the same. Why is this tight on me now? If you're not strength training, not exercising, using your muscles, then by default, aging, the aging process um, has you losing half a pound of muscle each year and gaining one and a half pounds of fat. And that's another way, reason why as people get older, they tend to get weaker and need help getting out of bed because they're starting, their muscles are starting to atrophy because it really is true. Yeah, it's really true. If you don't use it, you lose it because our bodies are very efficient that way. They're like, oh, they're not using this, so why are we keeping this around now? And, and we certainly want to give our bodies a message that we want to remain strong and healthy and vibrant until our last breath. Absolutely. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. So I'm going to give you a challenge on our podcast today, and I want you to start looking at the quality of the proteins that you're eating regularly. And one other challenge, because like I said, we're not trying to get you to become a vegetarian unless, you know, you feel led in that direction, but you can get the benefits of protein from plant-based sources in addition to animal-based sources. But the plant-based sources to me, have an advantage over the animal-based sources simply because the plant-based sources not only give you some good quality protein, but also some good quality carbohydrates and fiber all bundled into that one food category. So that is why I'm challenging you to replace at least one serving of animal-based proteins with a plant-based source this weekend, again, due to the multitude of benefits that you're getting from that, and, and see how you feel. And um, I think you'll find that that's going to give you a lot more benefits, more bang for your buck, as the old saying goes. So, Judy, do you have one final comment? Because I think it's about time for us to close out in prayer. Well. Yeah, I would just um, add to your challenge, and that is make that plant-based swap your creative salad with watercress and beans. Oh, I like that, Judy. I like that. And you know something? I have seen watercress in the grocery store, but I have to admit I, I always pass by it. <laughs> uh, I don't do the iceberg, but I've never actually ventured to watercress. So I'm going to look for some watercress this week because I had no idea that it was high in protein, too. So thank you so much, Okay, sister, so for we may need people to post on your website all your, your watercress photos. I don't even know if they can see that, but... <laughs> The point is, we should have a watercress gallery. 
<laughs> I love that idea. I sure do. So let's go ahead and close out with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, oh, you just fill us with such joy. Because we feel your presence right now, Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We thank you so much that you have made us fearfully, awesomely, and wonderfully. And we celebrate the work that you are doing within us, Lord. We thank you so much that you give us your wisdom so that we can make wise choices in the foods that we eat, the thoughts that we think, and the actions that we take. So, Father, this week I pray that you be with our listeners as they strive to increase their productivity, just as we have recommended, and that they will discover abundant benefits in doing so, in particular in eating the foods that you made specifically for the bodies of mankind to maintain our temples, because we truly do want to remain healthy energetic, and vibrant until our last breath. And we know that the quality of our bone structure, of our muscles, and all the things, um, organs within our body are only going to be as healthy as the building materials that we give them, just like a house is only as strong as the building materials that are used on it. It's the same thing. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you give us your wisdom through your word and you have given us your Holy Spirit inside to walk this out. So we thank you, Father. Be glorified in our bodies and in our spirits, which belong to you. We thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you. Oh, yeah, this is, this has been a fun one, Judy. I just thank you so much for bringing up a lot of different things that, that I personally haven't thought about. So I'm going to go find that watercress for sure. Well, and you got to know, I'm going to ask you next week if you had watercress in your salad. Oh, my goodness, you're going to give me a popcorn. Okay, okay, all right. So Put I'm it in your omelet. Now. I dare all you. All right. Okay, okay, all right. So I have to have a good all report when I come back. Okay, that's what top okay, accountability. Okay, then. All right, sister. God bless you. I love you. Love you big. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word.